You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Halt and Catch Fire After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Halt and Catch Fire After Show. Hey there, Halt and Catch Fire fans. What's going on? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV at the Halt and Catch Fire After Show. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 4, Close to the Metal. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, fantastic panels here. Yale Teagle's here. Hi, everybody. Isaac Johnson's here. Hello, everyone. Jesse Klein is here. What's up? And we have a very special guest today, Bianca Malineski. Yes, yeah. uh, who plays Debbie on the show. Way to go, uh, welcome, welcome. We're so glad Thank that you're you. here. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac, could you please clap? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, gang, you know, a very different kind of episode, I think, uh, for the show so far. Um, I'm very anxious to hear how you feel about it. I think it sets up a lot of very interesting conflict that's going to play out over the rest of the season. And we're out of the bios phase. Yeah. We're going yeah. to be moving into the next phase of development, which is Crazy exciting. We got uh, a beat em up uh, for poor Joe McMillan. I, I guess uh, the Texans don't mm-hmm. like Yankees. We got some crazy Brian. We're going to break it all down for you. Let, yeah. Let's just start at the top. We broke the Doherty threshold. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. We got our first kind of working prototype of uh, of the PC. We have enough of the BIOS written that we can uh, put a motherboard in mineral oil, cool it down, in a fish tank. And yeah, yeah, and overclock it so that we can make this thing work. And, uh, you know, I, I love this concept of the Doherty Threshold. I'd never heard of it. Um, it, it is a made-up thing. It's not an actual thing. What? Yeah, it's a You looked into thing. it? Yeah, I looked into it. It's you, not a real thing. You researched it. I Wait, did some seriously? research. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Why would they make that up? That's that seems so strange to me. You might be surprised to find this out, but this show is fictional. Cardiff Electric what? also does not exist. Well, that doesn't surprise me. That but, but to introduce a term like that and and to have it be completely fictional yeah, is so I, interesting. I, well, there, there's a couple terms like that, but I, as far as I know, I may have maybe I read a wrong source, but I've heard that it was not an actual thing. It's fictional. Okay, that's interesting. Is Doherty a real person? <laughs> Shannon Doherty. I don't know. I used to do stand-up at the Dick Doherty's Comedy Vault, so I know Dick Doherty's a real person. Either way, breaking the Doherty threshold is under 400 million. Right. It's a big deal, and it's a big enough deal that Joe's getting really jazzed. You know, um, (laughs) Super jazzed. Super jazzed. I've never seen him this excited. Right? So, so, you know, he goes down to camera, and he asks her, you know, when are you going to be done with the rest of it? Um, And even she's in a good mood. Like, everybody's in a good mood for once. It's a relief. Quite frankly, uh, and you know, she says, "I'll have it done in thirty-one point nine two hours and two nanoseconds." Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's you know kidding around, but you know, roughly two days. Yeah. And uh, Joe says, "I'm going to call a team building meeting," and she's like, "What?" <laughs> in, in almost like the tone that I feel like two people who are sleeping together would like have with each other. That's like like friendly and like you know close and kind of like cute. In a way that doesn't really make sense for them yeah, as people. It was kind of out of character for both of them. Well, I, I guess they're just things are going so well that they're dropping the hostility and the neuroses for just a moment, and you know are being kind of normal. 
until we get into this team building meeting and Joe is just spouting off more of this just like can like canned garbage. Like mm-hmm. it's so false sounding. Yeah. You know, like it, now now that we really have a much better idea of who he is, all of this kind of like fluff like sounds more fake than it did in the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Am I off base here? No, it was just a sound bite. Like it definitely well, the reporter called it out later where it just sounded like he'd read a lot of things and he uh had heard people talk about this stuff, but he didn't really understand any of it or really have any meaning behind it. Yeah. Yeah, he's taught himself the words he needs to know, like the Doherty threshold. Which right. Apparently, he's made up. So maybe it goes it could further. Be maybe if if there was an expert in the room, do you know anything about this? <laughs> about that, the monologue he had, or the Doherty threshold? Oh, Is this a real I don't thing? know anything about the Doherty threshold. Okay. okay. But I will comment on the monologue where he's trying to, you know, during the team meeting. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was quite interesting about the fact that. Pretty, like it responds so quickly, and yeah. that's been a big change. Like that hasn't been around before, right. and you get glued to it. And I actually think it's interesting because that's the beginning of like how we are now. Yeah. Absolutely, like, with our yeah. phones and, and I, everything. And it's for me. I was like, yeah, my character in the '80s. It's like I have no idea what that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that feeling. <laughs> yeah, and that that addiction. What I love most about it is he's like, and it will improve productivity aqua- across the board yeah, when it's yeah. done the exact opposite. Yeah, it will really. not do that. Little did he know, cat videos. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it yes. will improve the quality of cat videos and Candy babies. Crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Candy Crush as well. Yeah. Sure, Clash of Clans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's just pitch all of our favorite games. That <laughs> yeah. Angry Birds. <laughs> okay, there you go. Got it first. Okay. Do you actually like Angry Birds or are you no. just saying it because people know it? I hate that game. Oh. Sorry. Don't don't I, betray I wish, your I really wish you hadn't brought that up, Matt. It's, That's you know, right. it's, you know, it's a um, So you know, uh, well, well, actually, a thing about that uh, speech as well is he was like, "Say goodbye to your families and yeah. like everything like that," and those are all things that Joe doesn't have. Yeah. So it's like he's building a utopia for himself with this computer. Yeah. Like he doesn't he like cuz he, he is a computer. A real computer? <laughs> yeah. Is that the running theory? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think his actual name is Hal if I'm not mistaken. What? Yeah. So, so he's a robot. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the look that he gives Bosworth when he burns that BIOS oh could God. be worthy of a cold calculating machine. Can yeah. we talk about the burning of the BIOS? Yeah, and uh, like, so he brings it out, and we get to see we get to see our our old buddy, um, our lawyer friend Barry. Barry, Barry. Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, you're gonna contaminate everyone. Yeah. Maybe you should take that off the floor. And uh, everybody's like panicking, like he's holding a gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he was. Yeah, it was the gun to their career. Their Bible, effectively. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he drops it in a trash can and squirts all this lighter fluid all over it. And I'm just like, oh man, because we remembered from the the pre- you know the preview from last week of what was going to happen. And I'm uh-huh. like, you don't want to burn that, buddy. You you might need that at some point, you know. And he just he just goes and burns, it and they're all excited, and they're clapping over the flames, like like I I don't know. It's just it's so and, weird. And like that Joe, wouldn't happen in an office now. I feel like Joe just the mean mugs. Just any office. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us tell us what it's like, you know, working on this set and being a part of of this environment. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of like heavy drama going on, but you get a lot of great kind of comedic moments as well. Yeah, Debbie is just the Texas sweetheart. Yeah. She's just <laughs> a nice, kind soul, and it's 
you know, they're they're from different places. You know, like uh, Joe is from New York and Gordon's from California. Mm-hmm. And so, and then she has like Bosworth and Maylene, like uh, Nathan, that are all Texas people. Right. But it's kind of an experience for her, you know, like working with these different people. And um, But as far as being on set and working in the office, the the detail that the AMC like puts into everything. Mm-hmm. Like my when I showed up to work and I sat down at my desk, they thought I should have like a butterfly like paper clip holder. Right. Yeah. And like a, like Debbie loves butterflies, they decided. Mm-hmm. And it's just like or I had like a unicorn letter opener. <laughs> and I was and like nothing I had discussed with them, but it was so appropriate to Debbie that it was right. just like the set is kinda cool. Like the little details they put in everywhere. Absolutely. But, yeah. Are we gonna get any more Debbie Cameron scenes? Because those that clash when they first met. Oh, it was so was much fun. Yeah, it was really that nice. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the look that you give her when you tell her like where she can go get her clothes. I was yeah. just trying to help sister out. <laughs> yeah, you know? sure. They have a three for one sale. That doesn't happen. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. they don't even speak the same language. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I I really wish we would have seen them hanging out. Me bathing I her. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. I really, really wanted wow. to see Debbie trying to tell Cameron to put on a bra. That was yeah. what oh I God. needed to yeah. see. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about it. So before before we get to that scene, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Joe lets also one other nugget drop before he sets the bios ablaze yeah. uh, that they're going to have a reporter from the Wall Street Quarterly coming to do a story about little old them and and the little machine that could. Um, he's bolstering everyone's spirits and he's getting ready for it. As we learn, you know, later on in the episode. This whole sequence is one big calculated move. He knows that this guy is not going to be interested in what they have to say. Mm-hmm. He it, and it makes even more sense now why he was even more kind of like dull and rote when he was explaining all of all of the technical specs to yeah. him. It's like I we know that Joe is a better salesman than this. It right. feels off, which makes it I think all the more thrilling. After you know what what he's really what he's really up to, mm-hmm. I, I that wonder he's if that, playing into it so well. I wonder if that was really the bios. Hmm. I wonder if he that's did it to set up everyone emotionally because that's the, like their fallback. Is it was it the bios? I don't know. <laughs> you were there. Uh, uh, it, like he knows, like that's that's their setup, and like that's their fallback if anything bad happens. Mm-hmm. Like they still have that bios. So I wonder if it was even the bios that he burned. Or if it was just something that looked like the BIOS, because... It made me wonder how they're not allowed to use the BIOS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did they still... Like, why didn't it get taken away from them to begin with? Because mm. taking it away that acknowledges their, that it exists. Right. Like it's it, still their property. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It's like, not supposed to exist. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, so, he, he, that does raise an interesting question. Is Joe crazy enough to work without a net, essentially? I think, you know, it, well, everything that we've seen thus far goes to show that he has planned a lot of this out, but not everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He still has, has room to be surprised. So I think he very much is operating without a net. Yeah, well, if he burns the bios, essentially he's like, well, we're going to make it regardless. Mm-hmm. He might be crazy enough to do that. I think so, too. I think it's entirely possible, but I love the idea that he did fake the whole thing because mm-hmm. yeah, like as we learned, you know, as we learn every week, he is a big, big line faker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every week we think he's not a lion faker, and every week we are proved wrong every time. <laughs> every he's just single a liar. time. Um, so, you know, he takes a peek at, uh, at Cameron's workspace again, and he has a thought. 
and he corners Debbie uh, in the copy room. And you know you have, you have this great moment where you're like, oh, you know, I, I got these donuts for every for yeah. a reporter to make us look nice. Very helpful, yeah. you know. Um, and he he asks way too much of you. Um, he he's over overstepping his bounds and saying, you know, you have to tell this per this person who ultimately I think maybe ranks higher than you in the company. Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Cameron to to shower and put on a bra. It's it's way out of line. Yeah, Debbie's a little scared to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um so tell me tell me what it was like shooting this scene uh with uh, with Lee. Um well, Lee is a great actor and so I don't, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen or anything mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. uh I remember like he just kept getting closer and closer to my face, <laughs> you know, and it's just like such a Joe thing to right. just kind of like get in invade there the and personal like space. invade yeah. personal mm-hmm. space and make you feel uncomfortable and then like catch you off guard and mm-hmm. ask you a question. And it's just like, ah, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I have to say the, the pastry line is probably like the, yeah. my favorite line yeah, I got I've ever gotten. Yeah, <laughs> well, so. Um, you know, I was going to actually comment on that, that he, it seems like in a lot of scenes, he gets really close to people and in their space. And I didn't know if that was just like, that was Lee, or if that's a specific character choice to you know, make you uncomfortable, because clearly Debbie seems really uncomfortable in this yeah, spot. Um, I definitely think it's like, yeah, a character choice that he made that right. Joe does, yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like one of those things that would be like in, like, how to be a good manager, and like, like to show your dominance. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like, there are those books that tell you like, get... Uh, get uh, chairs that are, that are low higher, to the ground right. and have your chair higher mm-hmm. up so that like you can show dominance. Yeah, like we are showing. Joe right definitely now. read all those books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, sure, he okay. has all of those books. He wrote those books. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. Yeah. I don't know if he has that creativity. I want to yeah. work in that office. Yeah. I, yeah, well, I, we know that you do. For what we reason, y'all? Could you tell us? Apparently, what? he gets really into. Where's like HR? <laughs> yeah. like, right? Like, Did it, it, it's the eighties. There is no there is HR. No yeah, well, HR would have had a fit about the book burning for sure. <laughs> right. Sexual harassment doesn't even exist. Yeah, but and Debbie showed some backbone in that scene mm-hmm. though, because she said, "You're the boss. Like, you can." Yeah. Yeah. You, you uh, yeah. I guess Debbie and Joe, like Debbie, kind of. I don't know. They have an interesting relationship. Yeah. yeah, and she's like the only one who kind of cares about him in the office. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. you know, um, and yeah, I feel like he kind of, you know, he's uh, she's his secretary. They yeah. kind of have like a. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. a very warm person. I feel like she care. She has maybe more of an emotional side than anyone else in the office. Yeah. Like a, a real human side. Yeah. So. What, they're yeah. humans in that office? <laughs> no, yeah. all no we're all computers. Yeah. Turns all out computers. the big twist is they're all ribbits. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, how, how tall is Lee Pace, though? He looks like a giant. He's a, yeah, he's, he's real tall. Like six four or something like that. Yeah, him in like, those power suits, it's, mm-hmm. it's a vision yeah. for sore eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I think y'all would like to hear a bit more yeah, about this Yeah, please tell me more. Um, there's a lot going on with him. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. All right. Before we before we move on, I just want to talk really quickly about iTunes um, yeah. and and just kick it to our founder Maria Menounos and her book. We've been talking about it every week because it is a great book. It is on the New York bestsellers uh, bestselling list. The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. Uh, it's all about how she lost 40 pounds and kept it off. It's got lots of great recipes and exercises. And if you pur- purchase the book, it helps us out. Some of that money. 
money comes back to us and helps us keep the doors open, the lights on. Another way that you can help us out, if you don't want to spend any money, you go to iTunes, you rate and review the shows that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube, and you get some great shout-outs. We got shout-outs uh, for uh, Jester Fox, eight, uh, five stars. ABTV got me to watch the show again. At first, I wasn't impressed by the Hot and Catch Fire pilot. After hearing ABTV's review of its second episode, I watched the third one and realized how complex these characters were, and that I should invest more in them and in the plot. So thank you for reviewing these shows. It helps viewers get a second look at these new potential shows. Wow. So oh, glad nice. that we were able to get you back on board. We love this show, and we're glad that you like it too. Um, AJCF, five stars from Man of Steel 98. You guys rock, and Isaac is every bit as handsome as you say he is. Yeah. <laughs> so this is somebody who apparently um, listened to a podcast and then had to know how yeah, handsome how you handsome were and then uh, watched another one. Found out. I gotta call my mom back. <laughs> Yeah. This isn't from your wife, right? Uh, my wife would not be Man of Steel 98, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. She's, <laughs> a big, she's more of a Batman S- fan? She's more of a, like a Downton Abbey Downton. Okay. I, I drag her to some superhero films. Lady so. Mary Crawley 98. I'm sure that's not her. Uh, thank you so much for your comment. Uh, high School Isaac does not believe you, but I think Okay. Aww. Oh, poor I, I carry Isaac. my scars on the inside, unlike Joe. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. in any case... Uh, Debbie is able to get Cameron to leave uh, her workspace for a little while and freshen up for this reporter. Um, And uh, Kane arrives, and he's not impressed by anything that he's seen. Uh, He's frankly bored. And as Joe brings him down to meet Cameron and to see the bios being written, it's very clear that the whole area has been tampered with. Uh, There is a power surge that completely wiped the computer, and Cameron is in Mm. meltdown mode. Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't remember the last time that she backed it up. All of the floppy disks have been degaussed. There's there's nothing remaining, and she's panicking, and very rightly so. This is the thing that she's been all-consuming her entire life for weeks and weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. and it's kind of her only shot. You know, if if she gets dumped by this company, if she ruins this, if this is all her fault, what does she have left? She doesn't have a home. She left school. She left school. Yeah. yeah. What is she going to be doing? She's going to be repairing v- VCRs just like she feared back in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this moment, everyone in the audience paused and went and backed up their computer. Yeah. <laughs> I know I did. Oh, yeah. man. I need to reconfigure my time machine settings. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I grabbed all of my floppy disks, put it into my A drive, yeah. and then um, threw it on the ground because it didn't work. Unfortunately, all of my floppy disks just have Jazz Jackrabbit on them, and that's it. <laughs> nice. This one game. Nice. Uh, oh, man. I, I, thought, I thought the scene really served to help remind us that Cameron's like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like she, yeah. she, even though she acts kind of like rebellious and tough, she is just like she's a kid. Mm-hmm. She was in college. She's twenty two. Yeah, yeah. When I was twenty two, if I had that much pressure, I would definitely break like she did as well. One hundred percent. Yeah, or that much money. You maybe. I mean, she. Why doesn't she still have a place? I mean, forty thousand dollars. Supposedly, uh, this is, this has been on my mind. But forty thousand dollars in eighty three is like ninety four thousand dollars today. Yeah, it's, it's, she's she's making okay money. Let's get a place because she hasn't had time to look for a place. She's it's, busy writing bios code, and she could save that money by living at the office it's or by staying at Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, that, that might be where she's at. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. ten thousand dollars less than a berry. It is. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, uh, it we is. here at the show we talk about uh, money in units of berries. Um, yeah, Barry yeah. makes fifty five. Well, fifty five thousand. Yeah, fifty five thousand dollars a year. So uh, a Barry is fifty five thousand. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. 
Um, so you know, it, Donna is fifteen thousand dollars. A camera yeah. would be forty thousand. Right. Yeah. You know, Donna is roughly. You know, she's little less Doing than a third of a berry. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Before we get too deep into that, let's keep going. Because <laughs> um, we could do, we could talk about Barry forever. We could. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Gordon and Donna are still having friction, and I, with every passing episode, I get angrier and angrier at Gordon. Yeah. He takes such advantage of Donna. Oh, She's yeah. such an incredible woman, and her patience, like, is saintly at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that Joe didn't offer her a job. Seriously, everything that she did, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ultimately, you know, he says he still had it in hand mm-hmm. if she hadn't been able to pull right. it out. But still, the amount of skill and knowledge that it took to do what she did in this episode, mm-hmm. I would have poached her yeah. easily. I mean, granted, they don't really have any money for new hires right now. Yeah, that's true. But and she may be too smart to have around. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's what I was thinking. Ooh. Trouble. That yeah. Joe is kind of intimidated by her that... Like she's not only as smart as Gordon is smarter, but or smart, smart or smarter than Gordon, probably smarter. But she is also aware enough to realize when she's being screwed mm-hmm. and like figuring things out. She totally CSI'd that room. Mm-hmm. Was like, there's no carpet here. Why yeah, was why anyone vacuuming? vacuuming? Yeah. And that's a very fair point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we had said we had had that theory before that maybe everything Gordon has done has really been her that Gordon yeah. stole. And I think that this this episode, Joe was able to see that that may have actually been true. And I feel like he should have jumped on that opportunity. He could have fired Gordon. But the thing is, Gordon is malleable. Gordon, you yeah, know, will yeah. put up only so much resistance. Mm-hmm. And he trusts Joe enough that that he's willing to go with it. I mean, look at this scene at the end, right? You know, Donna tells Gordon uh, about Joe's whole plan after he gave what I felt were pretty decent reasons not to say anything, at least for now. Um, Decent in that, you know, if we're trying to push through and make this thing happen as soon as possible, we need everyone to be on board and not to be doubting Joe's motives, even though they have every right to be because the dude is shady as hell. Yeah. You know, but even after Donna tells him everything, his reaction isn't, you know, that snake. It's, well, did it 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 work? You know, I I wrote down that Gordon's like in an abusive relationship with Joe. Oh, yeah. That, that, like, every time, like, they even even came to blows in, like, the second episode. Right. The first episode. They're fighting and, like, physically fighting, and, like, Gordon just keeps going back. It's true. He he knows Joe's bad for him. He knows that Joe would screw him over if it Mm -hmm. meant that the BIOS or, like, like, the computer would be good. And he still keeps going back. I'd argue, and maybe this is a loose definition, that Gordon and Donna's relationship is kind of a little abusive. Not necessarily, you know, not not physically, and and not necessarily, you know, emotionally all the time. But it's basically it's this push pull effect. It's I'm sorry, I'll do better. I'm having kind of a day, you know, like he consistently puts himself first and no matter how many examples she puts to him of all the things that she Mm -hmm. does and all the things that he needs to be doing to be a part of this family it doesn't phase him it doesn't get through his thick skull Mm -hmm. not at all i mean donna continues to give him opportunities um are we about to go to marriage corner uh, no. Marriage Corner Should with Isaac Johnson. Yeah. Welcome to Married Man Corner. I'll be your host. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. We're, yeah, we're yeah. doing this. We can all do, do this it. The whole time. Okay. While he does his thing. Um, no, no, well, Isaac, if, 
Hold on, let me let me okay. make this point first. Donna, like she obviously has an opportunity to not tell Gordon the, the news, but because she is a good wife, she mm-hmm. will tell him no matter what. If she doesn't know Joe. She doesn't own any loyalty to Joe, so she's going to do that. Now, Gordon, it's on the a other, partnership. It is a partnership. <laughs> well, well done, man. You, nice push pull. But Gordon, it refuses to learn from from his wife's example for one, and also when he's given the opportunity to be a good husband. Or just pick up the girls, or even carry them to the car. He continues to miss these points, and he also misses that point at the end when he's. So did it work? I'm like Gordon, dude, do you ever want to get out of the doghouse? Mm-hmm. If you ever want to have some of that, you know, home cooking, let's just say, you might not be getting it for for quite some time with this kind of behavior. I I yeah. would agree. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. That was a great. That was a great marriage. Are there any questions for the host today? Well, <laughs> look, well, as a as a. As a husband of a of a wife, um, of a wife, yes. Thank yeah. you for making that distinction. Thank uh, you. And married to her, your wife. <laughs> uh, if have you ever had times where like work has been like really stressful and like important, and you've and you've dropped your husbandly duties, and what what happens? What happens um, never. I don't think that has ever happened in You're the good history good of our two year marriage. I've been the model of perfection. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Time. By the way, don't ask her if. I'm <laughs> Uh, yeah, the thing is, Gordon, he treats he treats being married as an imposition, yeah. every element of it, and he openly airs jealousy about, you know, the girls trusting their mother more than him, but why wouldn't they? Yeah. She's the only there. one giving them positive attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, they're going to listen to her when she says, wear the red socks and just be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a sweet moment between them later on in the episode, though. Oh, totally. Yeah, when she's when she's working on getting the BIOS back, and, like, he remembers, like, why he fell in love with her, mm-hmm. and uh, them destroying a bunch of motherboards. Right, but then again, he once again is, is, like, putting all of the negative aspects of it on her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was playful, though. I thought they were sort of having like a we've had this sort of play fight before. Right. Who knocked it over? I knocked it over. You knocked it over. Uh, we we were introduced to the amazing term romantic urgency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that means. I I think you're very. I aware. think you know. <laughs> well, I, I think feel you like know. Gordon's come a long way though from the beginning. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, who what who knows what was going to happen to him? You know. Yeah. Not much. And so, uh, so I think it's interesting how he's evolving. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally wish he'd evolve a little quicker and just pick up a few <laughs> of the hints. Well, he went from someone with zero mojo to someone with mojo, but only about this computer and this project. Mm-hmm. And like there was, there was like a second it's where like Joe it, gave him back some mojo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's self-actualizing, but all of his energy is going into into his career, and he's not able yeah. to give any back. Even though, as as Donna puts it, I think it's very fair to say, you know. I make your life happen. Yeah, like yeah. a great yeah. moment. That was a really good speech. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, great moment. you know, um, when Donna comes into the comes into the office, Joe is adamant that she leave, all an act. Because at first we're like, why is he so upset? Like, I get that yeah. you're under a lot of stress. Uh, you're under a lot of stress. And, yes, she does work for a rival. But he's, he's just, like, being increase, incredibly negative. Towards her, he's got to play the part. He's got to yeah. play the part. And, so, and he wanted to be the hero. We found out later that he knew that, mm-hmm. like, if they sure. didn't recover the bios, mm-hmm. he was going to come in and be the hero last minute. 
Joe would Joe would love to play the hero. Wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of start to wonder is he like in the show in general, is he our hero cuz he doesn't have any I kind of think Donna is yeah. the hero. She very yeah. is. She is yeah. the hero. Yeah. She's the voice of reason. She gives a good pep talk to Cameron. I mean, I feel yeah. like and I'm not trying to go into predictions, but I feel like our heroes are going to be Cameron and Donna together. Yeah. Maybe that is And Debbie and Debbie, of and course. And Debbie. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. I just. <laughs> She's right there. I, I met Aunt Debbie. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'll stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> mo- moving on, just, just for the sake of time. So, uh, she goes down to meet Cameron, and their first encounter since, uh, since the first time they met mm-hmm. is very tense, to say the least. Um, cause Cameron is, like, racked with self pity, and Donna is trying to be pragmatic, but, you know, uh, Cameron is just putting up this wall of resistance. So she goes to the, you know, I can see why you slept, you had to sleep with your boss to mm-hmm. get your job. And she's like, um, I'm still sleeping <laughs> with him. Yeah, I'm not going to finish that word because it's a podcast we have sponsors. Yeah. Trying not to swear. Whatever, good for Cameron. Yeah, well, yeah, good for sticking up for herself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, they're, they both make some uh, valid points, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Sure, um, it's definitely more still Cameron acting like a child, though, just completely refusing any help. She actually came in there to help her and use some kind words, and then she... She didn't even want to accept it from the get-go. Right. Yeah. So then they turned on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Cameron retreats to the roof where for a hot second I was like, is she thinking about jumping? Like, she was mm-hmm. very, very distraught. She was bummed. Um, you know, she's up there figuring life out. Joe comes up to meet her. It brings a peace offering of a roof sandwich. Yeah. Roof sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, she's kind of too... In her own head to to eat it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Donna and Gordon and the gang are trying to figure out how to recover the buyouts, mm-hmm. and and Donna is just on top of it. Mm-hmm. She figures out how to remove uh, remove the uh, layers from the disk drive, and that they're going to go through it bit by bit, micron by micron, mm-hmm. to find the fat uh, the fat thirty two, mm-hmm. the part of it where. All of the files apparently it's are. the file <laughs> allocation table. File yeah. allocation table. I wrote it down because I wrote fat question mark because yes. I said it a bunch of times before they explained what it was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, as anyone who's partitioned a hard drive when they have a, a, a PC and a Mac, you know, you you have the FAT32, which is the uh, the MS DOS, the Windows. Mm. Uh, side of it, and you have the micro, the uh, sorry Macintosh side of it. Yeah, uh, I like how different. she came in and kind of big dogged all the engineers. Yeah. I like, loved they, it. They came in and they they just kept on like throwing problems at her, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to do this." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's a great, that's, yeah. great that's a great, idea. that's a great idea." Yeah, and and maybe the, one of the better moments from Gordon as a husband, he just kind of. Yeah, right. Watching yeah. his wife, like that's my girl, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, bud, you're noticing it now. Yeah, um, but and he gives her all these compliments. He's laying it on thick, and the guys are yeah. like, man, he's in the somebody's in the dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Cameron comes down. They're having an argument about who who watches the kids because they're both focusing on the computer. Mm-hmm. And Cameron offers to watch the kids, and I feel like it's kind of it's kind of extending an olive branch. Letting her watch the kids. It's, you know, it's, first of all, it's a relief because neither of them can pay attention to these kids while they're working on the computer. But also just saying, you know, I know that right now you feel like nobody trusts you. I'm going to trust you with the most important thing to me. Um, you know, because, because I have to, but also because I want you to know some people still have faith in you. Um, I think she sees that she needs a boost. 
Yeah. Um, and at first, it's working out fine. She's okay. spraying confiscated Bianca. tickle tickle spray. It's Bianca. What is or it? Banaka. Banaka. Yeah, that's that's Bianca. I was called that all yeah. throughout. Were you? Yeah, I was. Oh, wow. We're sorry to bring <laughs> yeah. up some painful yeah. memories, oh, Jesse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks, guys. They should have told you about that. <laughs> if there are any other things that we can tease you with, uh, let us know now. That's it. <laughs> okay, that's, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Banaka, yeah. I forgot that stuff even existed. Yeah, I, I was like, if there isn't a thing that can make Banaka more creepy sounding, it's calling it tickle spray. <laughs> tickle spray, yeah. yeah. A little, little weird. Uh, and then she goes for real tickles, which, considering that they're strangers, again, a little weird, but it's still way better. Uh, yeah, it's well, way better than tickle like, spray. She's, she's making like an effort. She's the age of a babysitter to them. I right. think it was totally okay. It was totally fine, guys. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm wary about all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that's who I am. That's because you're guys. True. Okay. Very true. Is that is that true? I mean, I think that was the nice little side of Cameron. I think yeah. she yeah. has that in her. Right. There was know? a lot yeah. of warmth there that we hadn't really seen. And then she's also, you know. Yeah. I'd like to. F- I'd like. I'd like that we finally got to see that for her character, mm-hmm. other than just being angsty or edgy. Or, or edgy. Edgy yeah. Yeah. is the yeah. word. See what She's happens edgy. when you put a bra on. You start being nice to people. Oh, still stop. feel like there was no, no bra. There was a hair washing, which apparently Debbie was very convincing. They yeah. had to go. And the broad shower. No, impossible. At the end, she was wearing. It. One. It looked like there was. I was checking. Welcome I would like to, to say that. I think it was really chat. cold that day. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. like to say that <laughs> I was not paying attention. If anyone is, is listening, we get it, Isaac. Okay. You have a wife. <laughs> you don't look at other women. We get uh, it. Are there women in this room? I can't even. Tell yes, you. there are. It's rude to think that they're not here. You guys. Uh, I get that a lot, but no, I am not a woman. Okay. No, I, and no, I'm not married. Later. It was yeah. the facial hair. I can't see them because I'm married. Right. So, uh, one of the girls lets slip. She's like, you're nice. You're not white trash at all. And Cameron's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh no, mommy and daddy were, were, we're making joking. a joke. We're yeah, joking. They were, laughing. they were laughing so hard. And Cameron <laughs> just comes, <laughs> you know, yeah. snap. And uh, she snatches up. Wait, she snaps someone's neck. Is that no, she, she, <laughs> she killed one of the girls. Did you miss that? She killed. I one. missed that scene. Yeah. She murdered one of Starting the. Turning into Game of Thrones. Yeah. It? Yeah. What happened? No, it's just like a, a switch. You flip. said she. I thought that was it, a. Neck that is snap. a switch flipping. Switch um, flipping. Okay. Yes. Maybe maybe we could flip a switch this Fine. way. I, Switch flipping. That's a lever. Um, it's a lever. It's a lever. Okay. So uh, she grabs Donna's purse and uh, she looks at the driver's license. She figures out where she, where she lives and she steals her car. You, you skipped the moment where she scares the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the uh, with the fire. fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, that moment uh, just gives credence to the theory that. Um, uh, li- all little girls are evil, right? Like, what? Like they're, like they're just because they're afraid evil. of fire. No, like the the part before where they're like doing the children of the corn thing, where they're like, oh yeah, yes. she's petting her doll in the room for some well, reason. Well, well no, the, where it's like, yes, mommy and daddy said that you are you are trash, but you're not trash. And, like, <laughs> and the other girl was like, no, they were laughing. It was a joke. Like it was really creepy. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> I think it was meant to be that. Much. Yeah, I don't either. I, yeah. I thought it was a, a choice. That's a personal reason. Yeah, yeah. I think they were being genuine. So she uh, she goes to she goes to Gordon and Donna's uh, to just to mess some stuff up and get out some angst. Oh, Call me white trash. I'll trash your house and paint it white. <laughs> Boom. Um, she grabs a can of spray paint from the garage. Well, she grabbed and the shovel first. She so. grabbed a shovel, and yeah. then she thought better of it. She grabbed some spray paint, and she's trying to figure out what she's going to tag in the house. And just before she goes and tags the painting, 
Brian Pow. stumbles in. Uh, and I love the first bit with him as Gordon was peeling out of the driveway and he's just leering at him in this bathrobe, black socks, yeah. sandals. Sandals, sandals, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and he's like, hi, hi. Have a great day at work. Yeah, don't I work got, too hard. Yeah, I, I uh, got the feeling he wasn't being genuine. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. Well, we see that uh, come out later because he storms into their house with a shotgun. Yeah. Um, can we just all agree he was coming in there to murder the entire family? That's what it seemed he like. He could have seen Cameron. Or, I mean, maybe not. I, I think he yeah. was. I think he was neighborhood watch guys. I think he came so. in because he thought someone was breaking in. I don't know because I feel like he would have had more of a negative response to Cameron being in the house. Well, because he knew her. He so. does know her. Yeah, yeah. 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 and he, he thinks that she was. He thought she, fired. she was fired, so he's like, "Oh, it's a shared thing," and so like, uh, it could either be a murder situation <laughs> or it could be. But he does say like, "This is Choose the gun is only for yeah. this yeah. gun is only for bad guys." Like so, I think he was coming in. The does he think Gordon's a bad I guy? Think, well, he, I think he thinks Gordon is a very bad okay, guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he would kill Gordon. I, I don't. We know had this conversation last week, by the way, about this, Joe. And I, I think this episode proves Joe would kill someone if they were in his way. Oh, I agree. He'd yeah. kill someone. I don't think he'd kill. Gordon. I don't know that Brian came over for murder. I think he came over with some ill intentions for sure, but mm-hmm. I what it seemed weird. I I'm I'm I think he was he has snapped and he was gonna murder that he entire He certainly seems family. to have had a character change <laughs> yeah. in his demeanor. Yeah, well, I mean this How? job was all he had. What if his wife is le I'm pretty sure after he lost his job, his wife left him and now he is just balls crazy. That is what I know. But how, how crazy is Balls Crazy? I'm not balls sure. Crazy is just above pure nuts. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of sounds like the same. Nice. No, they're two no, completely those, different yeah, things. Yeah, those are different things. Okay, yeah. clearly. I'm yeah. not aware of these things. Yes. Um, so uh, I think Cameron, in this moment, she realizes. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I could become. Right. I should stop. Sure. Right. I yeah. could be the guy. I could be someone storming into a house, you know, to potentially murder or at least intimidate some people with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy considers me good company. Right. I should go back. Also, yeah. also he he talks about how they're never going to create this computer mm-hmm. and like all the things that they're not going to do. And maybe she takes some personal stock in that, that mm-hmm. she knows that she can build this computer mm-hmm. and that yeah. she can do. And maybe there's going to be all these naysayers out there and she wants to prove them wrong, maybe. Yeah. I like this. I like yeah. this yeah. idea. It's very it's, it's good. Thank you. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he encourages her to tag the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he tells her to write the usual. What is the usual? Um, you know. Screw you. I'm in your house. <laughs> Get it's better crazy locks. talk. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're crazy. It's crazy. The, the yeah. usual. The usual. Or, or just the words. Just, the usual. Yeah. I just don't understand. They, the, the kids said, hey, they think you're, you're trash. They think you're a bad person mm-hmm. and, and that they look down upon you. So what does she do? She... Decides to steal a car, break into their house, and tag it. Like, well, well, maybe there's a reason they think that. Well, when you're when you you're self pitying, and you know someone insults you, I I feel like the urge is to play into it to make you feel even worse about yourself. Yeah, Um, I I feel like like that made sense to me completely for her character. Yeah, it's like, oh, you think I'm my trash? I'll show you. It made sense for a character. I'm saying it was dumb. Um, Sure. sure. Also, I've not had an orange soda in three days. Oh my god! Yes, we got an orange soda call out, which was great. So happy. Yeah, blood sugar's low. What am I going to do? Wreck somebody's house? Yes. 
Um, I'm drinking water so, and coffee. Yeah. yeah. So ultimately, she comes back. the The PC is saved. Um, the BIOS is saved thanks to Donna's work. She got ninety three point six percent of the BIOS back up and running. And uh, Cameron comes back to finish it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this nice moment in the parking lot where you know Donna says, "You know, yeah, I saved your I saved your butt today, but that code that you wrote." I could never have done something like that. It was like a piece of music. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing these two women, you know, see each other in a positive way mm-hmm. for the first time. And and it leads me to back to your point of like ultimately these two are our heroes and I yeah. totally love that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also uh skipped over the part where Donna gets screwed by Gordon when yeah. she, oh, the name. Yeah, she the recovers name. it and like uh, Susan Fairchild. Yeah, Susan Fairchild mm-hmm. and then they immediately go start talking about the guy engineers, like the and how they saved, how they saved the company and saved yeah. the bios. Yeah, Gordon makes yeah. sure she he gets the spelling of his name right or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, uh, sexism. Yes, yeah. casual uh, sexism. Gordon. Right uh, it there, it was pretty aggressive sexism. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on Gordon's part. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else was just kind of like, "This is how things go." Culturally, yeah, cultural yeah. sex. Yeah. I do. I, I like the Think twice about it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not even. I like that we wrote a really good scene for two. Fe- you know, two females are leads in this, in yeah. this thing. Like mm-hmm. a really strong scene where they're not really talking about the guys, they're just relating to each other. Yeah. Bechdel test. Yeah, Bechdel yeah. test. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Yeah. Was, um and and Donna's all of branch back to Cameron again. Exactly. Yeah. Um and we end the episode with Cameron finishing the BIOS and backing it up a bunch of times. <laughs> um and, you know, <laughs> yeah. finally cracking a a, a smile. That's you know like satisfied. Um, we now we have still a few more scenes we need to talk about. We need to talk about uh, John Bosworth. Oh yeah, um, and <laughs> his uh, his scene with Nathan Cardiff. So what what was that call like? Like uh, come over for breakfast. I need to show you a horse. I need to shoot. <laughs> Yeah. It's lame, and I'm going to put it down to make a point. Yet the, another animal death. By the way, <laughs> breakfast is just me smoking a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a Texas breakfast, right? Yeah. 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 Cigars yeah. and sausage, because he mentions his wife's sausage. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Really? The way you said You can't that. be a professional. You, no. yeah. yeah. you, yeah. you can't say wife sausage without a, without a laugh? Yes, yeah, no. wife sausage. What? <laughs> My favorite brand Thank of sausage. Right, okay. I say it so casually. Right. Um, and, we know, you know who the heroes of this podcast Basically, are. Nathan Nathan is trying to galvanize him by making this very clear point that it seems like Joe has everything in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you screwed up with this Lulu thing. Yeah, she won't call him. me back after three weeks. And every time that I bring up something that has gone wrong, you make an excuse out of it involving Joe. Mm-hmm. Stop using him as the reason that things aren't going well and take control, or I'll put you down just like this horse. That could be the symbolism there, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think it's pretty heavy. overt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little unclear for me. but uh, yeah. <laughs> A like, lot of animal is, deaths. This horse is useless. I am murdering it with a gun. <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot <laughs> you if faster than you useless. And oh, also, yeah. I don't even need to do it myself. Yeah. I have men who live on my uh, live on my ranch to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. like the name that he referred, the phrase that he refers to Lulu as. Mm-hmm. Uh, after <laughs> he's like... yeah. A, Redneck Red sack of goat sperm, which yes. I'm like, oh, if I had a nickel for every time someone said yeah. that, you I, I would have no, a nickel. I would have no money at all. Yeah. Well, I guess you'd have two nickels because you just said it. Yeah, we didn't call okay. him that. True. 
Okay. He said every time someone called him. Oh, okay. um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so especially you, the redneck part because I know I fit that too. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, you don't, know, don't say it. He'll spray paint your house. Kane <laughs> goes uh, to Bosworth's office while you know um, Donna and Gordon are working on the the BIOS, and he tries to needle him and prod and try to get him to to turn on Joe and uh, and talk about how this guy you know basically took over his company. And Bosworth stands up to him, steely resolve, yeah. and, you know, is basically like, screw you, now get out of my office before I punch you in the face. And I loved it. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially since Kane has been calling Joe on everything he's been saying has been BS, mm-hmm. like, the entire time. And you can tell that Bosworth, nothing he says ever is BS. Like yeah. it's, it's always straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's clearly dealing with a whole different animal when he's dealing with Bosworth. Which Absolutely, I, which I think is really interesting seeing those two dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Also yeah. seeing him kind of stick up for one well, for the company more yeah. so than Joe, yeah. I guess. But yeah. nice to see him have that that backbone there. Yeah, yeah. don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Gotta so, get it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nathan will come after him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he has been given the warning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, Joe leaves the office thoroughly satisfied with himself. You know, Donna calls him on on these discs. She realizes that they're all that they're all frauds. Mm-hmm. One of them had a spreadsheet. One had a game on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Jackrabbit. You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, Gordon basically says, you know, or sorry, uh, Joe basically says, you caught me, but. Here's the reason why you shouldn't expose me, um, and that, and she's like, you know, you really put Cameron, the woman you're sleeping with, through all that, and he's like, she'll get over it. Yeah, yeah. He really has places no value on the people around him, Another other than what mo- they can accomplish for him. Yeah. Another great moment for Joe and women, right there. Yeah, yeah. such a he's so progressive man. and <laughs> good. <laughs> he's yeah. really just kind of masterminded this whole emotional feeling that the office has, though. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this again is another huge win for them. Yeah, like I feel like we we probably missed a Joe speech where he talked about how everyone like pulled together and really like brought this through and they got a big win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is yet another chapter, mm-hmm. yet another chapter in uh, in Joe's big book of management. And he speeds home in his in his beautiful uh, Corvette, and Porsche. he gets uh, Porsche, 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 and he gets pulled over. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't think he was speeding this time. Maybe he I, wasn't. I think he, he might have been going a little yeah. fast. Yeah. He, yeah, did I mean, say, he did say I was going. He has a fast. habit of going. I don't fast. think Joe ever goes the speed limit. Yeah, right. um, and he gets pulled over by uh, these Texas sheriffs. Um, who ask him for license and registration, and then completely unprovoked, they pretend to see a gun, they pretend that he hit him, and then they just beat the snot out of him. You saw him hit me, right? Yeah. All right. All right, great, let's beat him. Um, And, you know, so I think there's two schools of thought on this, and tell me if I'm missing a third one. Mm -hmm. There's a third one, go ahead. There's a third one. All right, either they just hate Yankees and just want an excuse to beat on a Yankee, Mm -hmm. or... I personally believe, because of the gay element, that Lulu sicked these sick these corrupt sheriffs on him. Because, uh, you know, she has an axe to grind, and they probably don't take kindly to gay people. There was definitely a third yeah. theory. It was Bosworth yeah. who set them. I'm going to go Because, uh, yeah, I'm go stealing yeah, yeah. yeah. He was threatened by Cardiff. 
And he had to put Joe in his place. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had to do a show of power. See, I didn't see it that but way. Then he comes he, into he comes the police in, station. He comes I know. Into the police station. He, yeah, he, he doesn't knows, even talk to him. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows both the arresting officers. He was doing a power play. He's talking to the arresting officers about like their, their kids. kids, right? And that boy's like got that. an arm like Nolan Ryan. Yeah. yeah, he's saying these are my guys. These are my friends. Mm-hmm. That I'm the one who set this all up. Yeah. See, see I just think the there was shock on his face when he saw what they'd done to him. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Expect that show of violence, perhaps hmm. maybe something maybe. like that. But I think he definitely was. It like, was hard for him to do it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that that's yeah. all very fair, and I'm probably wrong. I just this. think, I, it, to me, it, it had to be Bosworth, and he has to be sort of issuing a warning that he's mm-hmm. really the one in control there. I mean, I thought it was Lulu to begin with because I thought she was just mad yeah. about yeah. what he did, mm-hmm. and then I saw Bosworth, and I was like, nope, it is definitely all right. That yeah. one, yeah. sweet. And theory number four: there were many rooms trashed. In this, uh, yeah, that's thing. true. <laughs> I think a room was trying to get back and trash Joe yeah. this time. Possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to just talk with with you, Bianca, about your experiences on the show. Now, when when did you first um, when did you first go in for the show? How long ago was it? Uh, we started shooting in November. November. Yeah. Okay. And how many episodes are there this season? Is it a full ten? It's ten, it's ten episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, what was your favorite experience working on set this season? Oh man. Uh, there were so many of them. I mean, really, it was just the opportunity to work with AMC and work yeah. with all the great directors and the great actors and producers. It was like, whoa, this is really freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it, I mean, it's like a well-oiled machine and just to be on set and then everything's top-notch. I mean, like mm-hmm. the set dressing to the costumes, to everything, they really do a great job. Um, so, and also, it was fun that, they didn't really know where Debbie was going or, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then I kind of just showed up and had fun with it. And, you know, they wrote me that scene at the, in the copy room and yeah, that was really cool. cool. It was like, Oh, Debbie got a scene. Like, Debbie has a bigger awesome. scene, you know, yeah. so it's, it's cool as a reoccurring character to see how you get included in things and mm-hmm. what develops, you know, once you show up and then they see you and then they write different stuff for you. So that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, because you definitely made an impression the first time that you showed up. Mm-hmm. So obviously yeah. they felt the same way. I was just like, I was in it. Yeah, <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah, I was like, Debbie. So we can expect to see a lot more of Debbie. Well, I, I am in the whole first season. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any, like, experience, like, like as far as, like, the on-set, like, atmosphere in between scenes? Like, what's that like? Um, I mean, all the the regulars, they're very interesting, you know, mm-hmm. like, as you can tell from their characters, right. you know, it's, they, they all have very interesting, intense characters. And so it's a very interesting dynamic being on set. What's Toby like off off camera? Toby's the funniest person in the whole mm-hmm. world. I'm sure. Like, he will improvise, like, and just some of the stuff that he said, it was just, like, the funniest stuff I've ever heard. He's amazing. Yeah. He Sweet. definitely is amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, do you... Can you tell us anything about what's to come? Like any any um, favorite moments uh, that you've had, or like an episode coming up that you think is really great um, that you're excited for people to see? Next week's episode, yeah, is yeah, is really good. Um, they're they're all great. They're all interesting and mm-hmm. unexpected and weird and like you know, it's just really you don't know what to expect. It's fresh. I mean, every time I would get a script, I'd be like, "What? Like that <laughs> happened? Oh my god!" <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Yeah, it takes so many different, like, twists and turns. Yeah, the whole first season. And uh, you're from East Texas. So I am. How do you feel like this show represents 
Texas in general? Um, you grew up there? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I mean, I was born in the 80s, so like Texas in the 80s. But, mm. uh, but yeah, I think it does represent, um, you know, like my character, the Southern hospitality growing mm -hmm. up in Texas. I feel like that's a real thing, you know, whereas yeah. people from, you know, different places come in and interact with that. And it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else are you working on? Do you have anything that's coming up that you want people to know about? Yes, I do. Um, I actually have a web series that's coming out this Thursday. It's You're called right. Valley Girls. Uh, so you can, we have a YouTube channel, um, but we're launching it like on social media, so you can check my Twitter page. Uh, it's bmelineski007. Can you spell that for the folks at home who are listening? Uh, so B <laughs> M A L I. N is in Nancy, O-W-S-K-I, and then 007. Okay. Um, and then the Twitter for the show is Valley Girls 818 Okay, mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're so happy that we thank had you. Thank you for yeah. having me. It yeah. was really great. All right, yeah. let's do a quick round of predictions before we go. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right, so uh looks like next week we get some more conflict between um, John and Joe. Joe is too damaged to swing his baseball bat around his apartment. <laughs> uh, we get to see, finally, uh, Joe's father, uh, also called Joe McMillan, yeah. uh, finally on the scene. He meets Cameron. What are we thinking? How are we feeling? Well, uh, going with my uh, theories before, I think... Uh, Father for Joe McMillan actually means maker, and it's the person who invented <laughs> the robot that is Joe McMillan. Sure. Yeah. We're going to stay on this train. Yeah. Okay. Yep. She she did not say that that wasn't a possible <laughs> outcome, by the way. She, yeah. yeah, look at that. Yeah. I don't know. That looks like an admission. Tight lip. That's the AMC. It's the <laughs> AMC shrug. It's yeah. locked down over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I'm going to make a safe prediction. Uh, we're going to see more brawless Cameron and more uh, shirtless <laughs> Very Joe. safe. That's very Pretty safe. Pretty That's safe. so safe. Also, That's orange soda and computer. Computers. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. going to be words that people are going to say. Something there about a bias. might be music. Oh, there are some uh, fun new characters. Ooh. Oh, great. Ooh. Coming next episode. Uh, oh, wonderful. Nice. Are they sticking around? Uh, yeah, they'll be, yeah. Any more okay. um, brawless women? Uh, no, I'm thinking about the brawless women. Any more shirtless men? You're that so look stuck like on both of these. I am. There may be some shirtless hey, men. Hey, Gordon was shirtless this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we Come didn't on, get let's any talk about the beefcake that. that's Scoot what with happened, Harry. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, have you guys seen Lee Pace? Yeah, we've also yeah. seen Scoot. My boy yeah. Scoot okay, looked good. Yeah. Bianca has smelled him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's very close to her. There must be Yeah. Isaac, any predictions? The only prediction... Sorry. The only prediction I have was just that, like, um... Oh, crap. I forgot it. All right. Tweet it out. That's fine. I'm really excited to see what uh, Joe Sr. brings to the table. Mm -hmm. sure. Very excited for next week. Uh, Jesse, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. Okay, and Yell? You can find me online at Yell.tv. There you can find info about the beautiful stylings from Siren Boudoir. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at YellTeagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. -E -E okay, and Isaac? You can find me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson. That's I-S-A-A-C-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And 
Instagram, the Isaac Johnson. You can also check out my album on iTunes called All the Things You Are. Okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. And also, if you're in LA and you love live sketch comedy, you can come see Jesse and I perform as members of DJ Fawcett Saturday, July 5th at the Kirk Douglas Theater at 8 p.m. It's going to be an amazing show. We're so excited about it. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank Good you, night. Bianca. Uh, thank you, Bianca. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.